I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. And then uh, after 4 o'clock, you can go to the iHeart app and listen to the John and Ken podcast. John and Ken on demand, it's called. And uh, today, got, we got worth over 5.5 million John and Ken downloads already this year. Ooh. It's exciting. Taylor Swift is coming. Are you ready? Coming to SoFi for her big shows? No? Aren't you excited, John? I'm trying to win tickets? or I'm not a 24-year-old woman. Is that is it that old, her fans? Or? I don't know, but it seems like it. Maybe 14-year-old? I don't know. Uh, they like the creative mania out of any big story. So it's this is like... Just stupid. Stupid big story today. Yeah. A well... You always like to say that the people only want to listen to the 1970s and 80s acts. So there you go. There's somebody that's younger and pretty popular with today with people following her career. Yeah, and things. I, I know. It just doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, we're going to start the show with the heat. Um, the El Segundo Times actually wrote an editorial, not kidding you, that maybe it's time to name the heat waves. The way the hurricanes are named, the tropical who, storm. Who wrote this? I want the person. The board. It's we, the board. Yeah, well, the whole no, board. There's like, well, you'll have to look them up. There's like 12 of them, though. And I, think, I know. You did this once a few years ago. You looked up the names well, of all I, the... yeah, But I mean, they assign uh, opinions. It's like Supreme Court opinions, right? Oh, I see. I don't think all all, all Someone's the lead author, I Some, see. Yeah, somebody was given this assignment, and then everybody else just uh, approves. 
they start off by telling us that uh, back in 2006, July, actually, 650 people died in California from the heat. Uh, they don't really back that up much. Bjorn Lomborg. That was more the, than uh, died in the 1994 Northridge earthquake or the 2018 campfire. That, they wanted that, to point out. that is um, kind of ridiculous comparison. Um, the uh, That was July of two. 2006. So they're taking something from 17 years ago. Bjorn Lomborg, who's a climate scientist that we frequently have on the show, wrote a piece the other day that uh, cold kills 40 times as many in America and the U uh, in Canada. 40 times. Well, they more. call it the deadliest weather-related hazard no. is heat. No, 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 no. Cold is. And they have a link to a story they did. I think we made fun of it back in 2021. No. The L.A. Times investigation to extreme heat's deadly toll. They're, they're wrong. And they're, they believe um, there's severe undercounting of heat deaths. They're, they're more than wrong. They're lying. The cold kills a lot more than the heat. According to Lomborg, by a factor of 40. 40 times more people die of cold in this country, in, on this continent. Uh, they had a lot hotter. So they had I mean, four reporters who claimed that heat likely caused 3,900 deaths over the previous decade, six times the state's official tally. They don't know that. They made that up. Well, what, 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 why, why is the official tally uh, one-sixth of uh, what the time says happened? How would they know that? How well, could they make yeah, that The claim? problem is, right, well, this could be like COVID. People may have died in July of 2006, but can you definitely say they would have lived no. without the heat wave? And by the way, just like people who die that happen to have COVID. By the way, what does it matter what they died of anyway? They if they died of old age or the heat or they just had they had a stomach virus or they had cancer or they had a heart attack. What is this incessant counting and categorizing of deaths? Well, they think they're preventable. They're not. Uh, just get some air conditioning. Deaths aren't preventable, and we're living longer than ever. I, I, I don't, I don't understand this obsession. They pick a category of people dying. Oh, we've got to do something. No, you don't. You don't have to do anything. Each person has to make decisions to survive into the next day. You and we don't have to do a thing. I don't think at all about other people dying. I know they do. And and we're all going to go. So what is this? This is a weird fetish that only, um, well, public officials had it, have it because they're trying to extract money from people. You know, it's the, the, that, that what, I, what I, we were talking about the other day. You scare people, you control them, and then you charge them. Well, the first way to scare them is to tell them they're going to die or look at all those other people that are dying. Now you can get them to change their behavior. And then, you know, you could uh, charge them, tax them, make them pay for whatever. Just, it's just people dying. People die in the summer just like the spring and the fall and the winter. This is nonsense. It really is nonsense. Well, they have a tough time selling <laughs> climate change because if it's so gradual, and that's what we were told years ago, the temperature changes would be so gradual over decades and even centuries, and that's not good enough for people who think well, it's alarmist. So they've got to sell any kind of a heat wave into something disastrous. Most people aren't buying this. There's a reason we told you yesterday Ford's lost four and a half billion dollars on on the electric vehicles and their sales numbers are going down. People aren't buying this at all.
story uh, I was reading. We read this on the air about uh, Tesla was lying to its customers, claiming 25% higher range on a battery charge than you really get. Why do they lie? Because people really don't want to buy electric cars. So you got to make them sound better than they are. It, people are not buying this. This summer looks like every other summer that I ever remember in Southern California. I see nothing special at all. It's kind of, I thought the weather was kind of boring. Yeah, I, Phoenix I, I, is getting all the attention because it had quite a run there of 110 degree days. But, but it's, it's just Phoenix. Yeah. You know, know. They're, 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 there's random reasons from year to year why you, why you get weather anomalies. And they could show up one year and then the next 50 years, it, it doesn't happen. I mean, hurricanes, have you heard about any hurricanes hit in the U.S.? No. Hurricane season's pretty quiet. Fire season, very quiet here in, in California. It's not happening. So these hysterical fools who are, again, and all these people are trying to make money. From the LA Times, look at their, look at their subscribers. Extremely low. They have 5% of the subscribers is the New York Times. Their owner, Patrick Sunchiang, is losing $50 million a year. So this is what they do. They're hucksters. They're all like that. The one thing I learned, especially in the last couple of years, they'll hop on anything that seems to be getting people's attention and blow it up into 20 stories. Like I said, last month was June month. It was Pride. So it was all these trans stories. Now July brings some heat. And oh, my God, it's the end of the world boiling but stories. The, but the thing is, the public's not buying it from the L.A. Times. They're not reading it. They're not subscribing to it. So they just keep shouting louder. Most people didn't. Well, read. there's other media that reports this yeah, kind of stuff. But, they just focus on the Times because it's local. But, but it's the, the stupidest. But they're, they're, all, they're all the same. The, 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 the revenues are going down. The, the audience is shrinking. The attention span is being splintered more. You know, you're up against literally thousands of possibilities to entertain yourself with now. So everyone is in, in, in screaming Mimi mode. They're yelling hysterically to get attention. But it's, it's, there's nothing happening out there. Nothing. The one thing they can't hop on, and it was pointed out by the Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, although we do have a big fire right now in the Mojave Desert, uh, this has been a very, very slow fire year. In fact, it's the slowest in 25 years. See, that's another one they usually tap into, especially when there's heat waves. Oh, my God, everything's going to burn. Of course, some of the credit goes to all the rain we had. Right. That does make sense, right? Although they tried to claim because yeah, of all right. the it's going to be fresh new stuff to burn, right? Yeah, there's going to be so much fuel. This could be, which made no sense. Because it it's still it's still uh, moist a lot of this uh, brush that's, that grew. That's what it is. Remember we said that there could be snow in July. People were skiing. They were skiing right. in Tahoe. Right. So they're they're wrong. Let's start with that they're wrong. Let's also go to because they're in desperate financial situation. All these reporters and editors are right. They don't know when the hammer is going to come down and they're going to get laid off. They have to produce hits, and. And so they're going to come up with the most extreme angle on a story. The editor is going to say, okay, you, you go out there and, and come up with something that uh, uh, reinforces the idea that, uh, I don't know, we should name heat waves. Maybe that'll prevent deaths. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, if we name the heat waves. What did, I, what, what did I read the other day? You know the New York Times, right? 
they have merged with the sports um, website, The Athletic. And if you buy a New York Times subscription, you get a The Athletic subscription. And one of the one of the guys, it's, and it, it wasn't, it, it's, a, it's, it's a national sports website. And every team had a beat writer. And one of the beat writers uh, was let go. He covered, I don't know, a team in Cleveland, maybe, somewhere in the Midwest. And he said, this is what it's like. He could speak, speak freely now since he was laid off. He goes, every article you do, you can see how many people read it. And every hour of every day, you get judged by how many people clicked on your article. And then secondly, how many people bought subscriptions after clicking on your article? So you constantly have this scoreboard and everybody in the company has to deal with the scoreboard, seeing how there are. So he goes, you can't go around trying to develop stories that you think are interesting, news that you think is important. You simply have to find the angle for the catchy headline. So your counter moves. And he goes, it's, it, this is not why I got into like journalism. This is not the business. And that is what's going on. At every newspaper is they're looking at the counter. Well, how do you get a counter? You've got to scare people. And what are you going to scare the masses with? Well, you got to scare them with disease like COVID. You got to scare them with the climate that we got these heat waves or fires or storms, whatever the hell the season is, right? Because they get a better click. You know, if they try to ex explain the internal corruption at City Hall, nobody clicks. So that's the entire industry now. The entire industry has been subverted. Well, it's like ratings, though, right? Those are ratings. They equal yeah, uh, it, the interest in your material. But it doesn't So mean, what? Do you want to write about something you want to write about? Nobody reads it. The paper can't make any money. But it doesn't so why mean, should they care about but that? But it doesn't mean the article is truthful or accurate or important. It just means that the headline got people to click. And most people still read these news sites thinking that what they're reading is truthful, accurate, and important. And that's not true. And these I think that's changed. I think people are now looking at websites that back their own opinions. And they're just looking well, for stuff to reinforce what they already believe. Okay, but that is another... Nobody, I think some minds are so shut now in this country about everything. But that's another perversion. That If you're reading what you want to, what you already believe in, then the articles very likely are not truthful or accurate or important. It's just reinforcing, like, religious dogma. Yeah. That's where we are now. Yeah. Right. I look, look, all the main, mainstream and out-of-mainstream websites I look at, I, can, I know they all have a particular angle now, an ideological angle. It's been that way for years, right. especially since Trump came to power. Right. But it everything just went that way. It doesn't mean the planet is overheating. It doesn't mean there are fires out of control. It doesn't mean that there are terrible storms coming. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means... In the moment, somebody decided this headline will get him the hits and get him through till tomorrow. That's all. All right, when we come back, California finally has a copycat state when it comes to these horrendous climate policies. We'll tell you who it is. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right. Well, uh, we've talked a lot in the past about California and Governor Newsom's decision to mandate that all new cars purchased in the state beginning in the year 2035 have to be electric. And we finally got followed. Mm, the state of New Jersey, the governor there 
just signed the bill to phase out the sales of new gasoline-powered automobiles by 2035 in favor of electric vehicles. Uh, the number of vehicles sold now in New Jersey that are EV is only 9%. They would have to jump to 35% by 2027 and increase steadily until it reaches 100% in the year 2035. So again, it's another state government doing something that obviously the people are not doing on their own. They're trying to mandate it. And because 2035 is still 12 years away, there's no saying that they'll stick with this mandate, but no. that's what they have put out well, there for now. They can't, for all for all the reasons we always talk about. There's uh, not an electrical grid to support this. There are not charging stations. There's not that strong an interest from the public outside of wealthy guys who might want a uh, you know weekend car to tootle around in. Right. There's there's the market's not there, and uh, that's why Ford lost four and a half billion dollars in. Uh, or is losing four and a half billion this year. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it's just not happening because to go back to the early point, the public's not believing it. And they don't, they don't see an advantage. Range anxiety is a real thing. And now that we found out that Tesla and all these other companies have been lying about the range. And now there's all these excuses like, well, if it's too cold, if it's too hot, if it like, who wants to be bothered? We're just all going to hold on to our cars for 25 years. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to hold on to my cars forever. Hope you can find gas. Somebody will have gas. You may have to make your own. I mean, you may have to drive a ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they eventually there's going to be a rebellion on this. Right now, this is not affecting everybody's life. It's too theoretical. There isn't anybody who can plan what... Oh, the, most people but, don't even know this is happening. No, they don't know what's you happening. You asked any average Californian about the electric car mandate in 2035, they'd be like, why? No. They don't know. Right. And they don't know what 2035 is. Right now, everybody's making decisions based on their own needs and convenience, and they're not going in that direction. Although in this state, they're going more in that direction than other states. But electric vehicle sales in other states are really mostly pathetic. Uh, Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, also wants to, of course... Uh, electrify the cooktops and transition away from natural gas. That became the hot thing this year with all the alarmist stories no. on the dangers of natural gas in the home. None of the end, the final cherry on the top, none of this has had any effect on the climate. You talk about a, mast a massive masturbatory exercise by the governments here. None of this is having any effect. They're screaming about the increasing temperatures while they are constantly banning this, that, and the other thing. It's not going to change anything. Speaking of gas, the state of California, and we've gone through this statistic, but it's good to know. According to the data that's coming out from the California Independent System Operator, that's uh, ISO, which basically the ones that issue the flex alerts and stuff, more than 40% of the state's total power grid supply uh, derived from natural gas last weekend. 40%, the largest share of any source. Renewables accounted for 34%. Uh, now, during the peak sunlight hours, they were the dominant source because between 8 a.m. and 5.30 p.m., well, you have a lot of sun, generally, and you might have some wind. But what happens at night, uh, when electricity uh, begins to really peak the demand, 7 o'clock, people are all getting home from work or whatever they've done all day, 
you need natural gas, and it has stepped up to become 45% of the state power compared to just 27%, which was generated by the renewables. So, like we've been saying, we're a long way of getting out of this idea that we well, don't need anything besides electric sources for all of our energy needs. Not to mention you are paying double the electricity rates of the rest yeah, of the nation. States, yeah, double. We're way above the so average. So you're paying twice as much, and you're not getting anything for it because this has no effect on the climate. On the climate. None. Right. So why are we all participating in this nonsense? Well, because if, if you don't listen to our show, where would you get the information from? Nobody else is telling this particular truth, right? So they're all selling their nonsense. But the, but the truth is uh, absolutely natural gas is, is, is needed and will be for a very, very long time. And I, I've seen long-term projections around the world. And fossil fuels are going to be the dominant fuel used for many, many decades to come. And it's not going to have any effect on the climate. This is all calculated hysteria. They've created, they've created a fake industry. They've created their own, you know, industrial complex centered around frightening you about the climate. All right. Yesterday, a big news story in the afternoon is that they found a man dead inside a 55-gallon drum in the Malibu Lagoon. First thing I thought of, is this like a mob hit? Uh, it was a barrel that was floating in the water. It was eventually opened. You know, my Our wife daddy... and I walk around that beach all the oh, time. Yeah? You didn't see the barrel? No. I, I mean, I was A couple people well, saw it floating out there before it was taken to shore. But I, I like going there. Um, there's this uh, beach called Cross Creek. And then there's a little tiny, like a lagoon, right? A little narrow inlet. And, right. and and sometimes it's it's wider and sometimes it, it disappears depending on the tides and the rainfall and all that. And uh, then you could you could walk over to the beach where this where this uh, barrel was found. But I go there. We go there because of the birds. It's like a beautiful uh, like bird sanctuary there. Oh. Natural bird sanctuary. Just hundreds and hundreds of birds come there. You become a bird sit. watcher. Do you know any of the differences between? Oh, them or? no, I have, I have a hard time doing that. But uh, no, I was, I've been a bird watcher since I was a little kid. You need to get binoculars in a book. My parents used to do that. I, 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 I might out. do that. It's, it's, it's very relaxing. <laughs> a very annoying bird. Well, Steve Gregory is uh, covering the story. We'll see what we can find out about the person in the barrel. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the air from 1 until 4 every day, and then the podcast, uh, John and Ken On Demand. And you can get that after 4 o'clock. Pick up what you missed. Well, there's a body in a barrel that washed up in Malibu. And uh, Steve Gregory, he's not the body in the barrel, <laughs> but he, uh, he did go to cover this. Yeah, thing. this is very mob-like. Yeah, and this is very unusual for our area. I mean, this is not something I can't recall the last time. I I, I think the the last time I covered any kind of a body in a barrel caper, it was actually down near the border. It was on the U.S. side uh, near the border, Imperial Beach. That could be the cartel people. Yeah, right? now that's more cartel because they bury those. Right. No, this is every day in New Jersey. Yeah, or Vegas, like we were Vegas, talking about off yeah. air. Vegas, yeah. right. Like, Cement like, shoes. Yeah. So yeah. was this a mob hit, do you think, or what? I don't know if it was a mob hit in the traditional sense, but it, it, it would appear that it uh, someone wasn't too happy with the man that was inside the barrel. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But uh, on Sunday afternoon, some maintenance workers with the California State Parks noticed this black barrel uh, floating in the uh, lagoon, the Malibu Lagoon State Park area. And they went out on their kayaks, retrieved the barrel, brought it back, and kind of pushed it up onto the shore. Well, and then they left it there. They they said they would deal with it the next day or they'd have someone else deal with it. They didn't seem that too concerned about it. They did note it was a little heavy, though. They just figured it was something that fell off a cargo ship. Mm. So the next morning, lifeguard comes in and sees the same barrel out in the lagoon again. Well, what the guys didn't realize the day before is the high tide comes in around 8 o'clock, and it pulled that barrel back out into the lagoon so this lifeguard jumps in swims out and retrieves the barrel pushes it back and gets on shore but he decides to open it and when oh. he opens it Ooh. he sees the body inside yeah did it open easily did we know i was told it was it kind of it kind of like had an airtight seal so it was yeah. a it's a plastic barrel plastic barrel. one of those okay. 55 gallon plastic barrels uh-huh. that would explain why it probably but that must right? have smelled real good huh well here's the thing so during the uh, briefing yesterday with L.A. County Sheriff's Lieutenant Hugo Reynaga, um, we asked if there was any evidence that, you know, decomposition. He says, no, the foot that I saw seemed like it had been completely, you know. Uh, it was intact. It was intact. Yeah. There was no decomposition. It seemed like it was a pretty fresh body. 
Ah. And nothing about him, the person being shot or anything, any kind well, of wounds? they know that now. But oh. um, I will tell you that they have identified this person. Oh, they have? Yes, yeah. they have. I And I can't really get into all that right now. I can oh. tell you. <laughs> Sorry, man. How dare you? Yeah, but I, I understand the person was naked, too. Is that right? Well, yeah, it was the question I asked. Oh. I said, question, <laughs> I, I asked Asked Lieutenant yesterday, I said, fully clothed or nude? And he said the indication was that he was nude. So, <laughs> what? Nude man in a barrel. Yeah, nude black man in a barrel, mm. a younger black man. Oh, it was a black man. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what I had gotten by last night was that he was 5'9, approximately 5'9, around 190 pounds. And, um, you know, the initial source told me it was anywhere 35 to 40 years old estimate. But now they're saying it's looking like it's more late 20s, early 30s. Is this a next of kin thing? You can't yeah. say anything? Yeah, exactly. Oh. And there's actually some Could other... Could this be a gang sort of situation or well, something? Well, there, there's some other... There's a lot of stuff I could probably tell you right now, but I can't. Oh. And But I'll tell John off air. <laughs> that doesn't do our audience any good, or I me. I know, and I'm sorry for the audience, but I have been assured that I will be told when it's when it's clear to... When it's now, who's lead on this? Sheriff's Department? Yeah, Sheriff's Department. Yeah, they were the ones, because it, it's uh, L.A. County beaches. You know, it's an L.A. County beach jurisdiction, even though it's a state park technically. Yeah. But it's a homicide there. Uh, that it refers to the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Now, so, this could have floated from anywhere. I mean, it could come quite a distance, huh? Right. And initially, that's what, you know, they were kind of operating on the theory that it, it could have been something that was deeper out into the sea or further out into the sea that came in from tide from the, you know, overnight sometime. And there there had actually been some sightings that they haven't been able to confirm yet during the weekend. Apparently, witnesses had come forward and others had said they noticed this black barrel out there floating around over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now they're, you know, the coroner is going to determine the approximate time of death and, uh, and obviously manner and cause of death. And then they'll backtrack from there. Then they'll find out, okay, there was some marking on the side because I did ask, I said, were there any identifying features on the on the barrel? And Lieutenant Reynaga said, well, there is, there were some markings on the side that would indicate chemicals used in printing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. that's what was in so there So they, they could track that to the company that at manufactures least, the chemicals. Right. And then, and that's kind of what I think is going to help. And the fact, because, you know, there, there was this sort of intrigue that, you know, maybe this was an international caper where it was like a, off of a, you know, one of those international cargo ships or something. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it looks like it's a local case. It looks like the individual is local, and it looks like... Um, that's a very peaceful area to have a barrel roll up with a dead body inside. Right, if that's where it was dumped, like right. nearby. So mm. there, it could have been dumped anywhere along that coast. And that's right. that's what they're saying, depending on whatever, however the ebbs and the tides were moving. Mm. That thing could have come from anywhere. But they do know it's local. They do know that um, you know the individual is local, and they do know that... Uh, uh, there's evidence that uh, it was a fairly fresh body, so it hadn't been there too long. Mm. Is this freaking out the beachgoers, the surfers there? Yeah, and, you know, and there was all these people asking, well, how do you feel, you know, talking to the tourists? And it's like, oh, my God, I came out of my family. I can't believe this is happening. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, it's come on. It's, first of all, it's like... It's Steve's like, so jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you Can't you tell? <laughs> what was interesting, though, Stop blubbering. a lot of yeah. people... Exactly. It's like, come on, really? It's not happening every day here. But, uh, <laughs> but actually... Well, some, I'm just thinking you're swimming in the water where it may have decomposed a bit or something. I don't know. Well, and, well here, the thing, too, is I was told it was an airtight barrel oh and uh but some people actually thought it was a movie set 
Yeah, <laughs> people thought it was like an NCIS thing going right, on. Yeah, CSI that's true. Thing going yeah, that would on. make sense. Yeah, because right. you had police out there and the yellow tape, and then right, the, they don't the have media. any. Re- they don't have any reference points in reality. Yeah, they don't know for that a, this is every day for us. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, you know the, that poor family from Nebraska is like, oh my God, look, they're filming a movie. Um, you know, when the, me and Sid Garcia and everybody else out there trying to get the people to talk to us. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's not. This is a very unusual case, but I will also tell you that it was characterized to me that whoever did this has never done it before. But that's what I was going to say. Do you want the barrel to float? And if you do, fine, but they Mm -hmm. picked the wrong barrel. If you want to kill somebody, stick them in a barrel and bury them at sea, you don't put them in a barrel that pops up on top of the water. Well, you said it was plastic, right? Right. Plastic doesn't float. It did plastic. this time. Yeah, plastic. No, no, I'm float. sorry. I, I, plastic, <laughs> plastic does sink. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I said yeah, it backwards. Think of plastic bottles. So I go back on. to my original comment. No, I said it backwards. Right. It, you did. Go, so I go back to my comment that whoever did this has never done it before. Right. This is uh, something. You got to get those metal an drums. An amateur. Yeah, the metal drums will sink. Yeah. So that was, it was characterized to me that whoever, Next time whoever pulled he, this off whoa. wasn't really keen on it or, or missed science class. <laughs> uh, so I guess they're looking at missing persons and stuff? or Well, that's usually the first thing they do, but there there had been no missing persons matching this description or, or the identity of this individual. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that also gives them some clues there that it was pretty fresh. and uh, that. So that's But you did working. say we, you know the identity, you just can't tell us. Exactly. Ah, so this might be somebody from the criminal world? Nice talking to you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve, you can go. <laughs> All right. Tell I'll John to, everything. I'll try to beat something out of him. John will blather it. Yeah. All right. We got more coming up. <laughs> oh, Steve I, I know a lot of Steve's secrets. Blather. <laughs> the body in the barrel. Uh, John and Ken, KFI M640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, we got the Moist Line coming back around in three days. Friday, during the 3 o'clock hour, leave your messages anytime you like. It's always there, the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or the toll-free number, one eight seven seven moist 86 one 7886 Can I interject? Oh, yeah. Uh, Fox has a bulletin. Trump is claiming the indictment is going to be announced uh, in 10 minutes. Whoa, Five the PM. latest indictment. Yes, this would uh, be uh, the uh, one. Jack Smith is the special counsel at the United States Department of Justice, and Trump had admitted last week that he got a letter saying that he was under investigation, and this is to do with the 2020 election. Right. The whole uh, insurrection. Tampering, right. Uh, tamp- yeah, this is not the Georgia case. That's still, no, that's still no. coming. But this is uh, the slate of electors that they claim he was falsifying. Yes. So this is mostly about that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Right. The stuff in Georgia is where he made the phone call to try to find the votes, but yeah. that's a separate investigation being done in Georgia, which could lead to yet another indictment. So it looks like uh, looks like both main news networks are expecting this to happen very soon. Oh, they're going with live coverage? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the reports this morning was that the grand jury was meeting again today, so speculation was rife that something might come from them in terms of a uh, an indictment. So uh, I was just reading a story about uh, Trump and how much he's been screaming about Jack Smith now at some of his campaign <laughs> appearances. A maniac, a fully weaponized monster. Some it, of the terms he's using. It, it's hard when you have four prosecutors coming at you at once. You can't insult them all at the same time. That's true. 
But uh, but Smith already indicted him over the boxes of documents. So mm-hmm. right. Smith will move ahead in the toll so, of, of uh, cases against right. Trump. He's, he'll be in the lead with two. Two yes, and And a lot of people think the boxes case is pretty strong, and I don't know what's in this one yet. We may find out. But Well, he needs, uh, uh, he needs on the jury the 37% of Republicans who don't believe any charges and are going to vote for him no matter what. Right. So you get a you, all you need is one of those guys on on the jury and uh, it all falls apart. Yeah. Did you know apparently Jack Smith's previous job he was at the Hague. That's the international court. Oh, no. Yeah, that was one of his assignments. So uh <laughs> well, he's dealt with international criminals. Yeah, exactly. Uh So it says here, yeah, I'm just reading a story about him in the New York Times before he Got this post last year uh, from the justice from Merrick Garland, the attorney general. All right, so we'll see what happens. Uh, story breaks. ABC News will be on it. We'll carry the coverage. Uh, it may happen in the two o'clock hour here on the John and Ken Show. Back to the real world in Southern California, and it looks like another vagrant has killed somebody. Uh, this happened yesterday afternoon near the Santa Monica Pier. A homeless man has been arrested for fatally stabbing another man on the beach near the pier. Uh, They found a 27-year-old stabbing victim near the bathrooms with at least one stab wound to the chest. They eventually arrested a vagrant, 48-year-old Juan uh, Everestico Bejena. Apparently the two men were arguing near the men's restrooms before Bejena stabbed the victim several times in the chest and torso. And he did not survive. So just another day in Santa Monica, isn't it? Huh, John? You still yeah. hanging out there much? Or no. You know, it, it it's a little nerve-wracking. Actually, I'm I'm not enjoying the walks in Santa Monica because your head's got to be on a swivel. And I, I don't trust that any of these guys are benign. So we walk in a park, Palisades Park, which is on a cliff overlooking the beach, and we're constantly zigzagging. Because there's, there's a path right along the road. There's a path right along the fence that overlooks the cliff. And we're going down the, the cliff walk. And it's like, whoa, let's go right. And let's go towards the street. Let's now let's double back, go back towards the cliff and get on these cross paths. You can't, you can't walk in a straight line. It's not, it's not fun anymore. And, I mean, they, they're, they're living on the beach. There's, there's tents on the beach and encampments. It's just, it sucks. It really sucks. And there's nobody there doing anything about anything. Well, news came down this afternoon, it's not Santa Monica, but it's L.A., that Mayor Bassetti has agreed to raises for the Los Angeles Police Department officers. Uh, Their pay could go up by uh, 11% under a deal that she reached with their union, the Los Angeles Police Protective League. And again, this goes back to uh, we're a long way from 2020, where it was all about defund the police, don't respect the police, they're thugs and killers. Now we know after three years of rising crime that we need the police. And uh, new recruits' pay could go up 11%. uh, Four year-to-year increases of 3% to each officer's base wage. So I guess this is agreeable to the union, too. Uh, They also are going to increase retention pay to ensure they stay with the agency. Over the long term, there's also a 5% boost in their health insurance subsidy. So it sounds like it might be a good deal if the unions agreed to it. Of course, they'll have to vote. Did you see along these lines the, the the unbelievable thing that happened in Oakland with the NAACP? No. The NAACP ripped into the local DA over her inability to prosecute criminals. 
Oh. The NAACP said it's not racist for people to want to be safe. No, because a lot of the victims and, are probably black in and, Oakland. And so they released a statement to all the elected leaders in Oakland and said, failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police, our DA's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes, and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a heyday for Oakland criminals. They yeah. want Oakland to declare a state of emergency and end the public safety cri crisis. Uh, the president, Cynthia Adams, said we had to say something. We were too quiet. We were too quiet. As you know, the old saying says, a closed mouth never gets fed. We have to open our mouth. We have to say something. You can't go to grocery stores. You can't put groceries in your car. You can't do anything. And, uh, and the DA is fighting back, saying that, oh, that's a false narrative. <laughs> wow. I and I'm glad they... Got she got elected by the the George Soros uh, right. groups. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those those groups have done a lot of damage to the cities. I mean, I mean, San Francisco is gone. Portland is gone. Uh, there are two stories this week in the in the New York Times. It's, oh it, yeah, that's crazy. What's happening there? All the overdose. Yeah, yeah uh, my my son told me he was up in Portland uh, earlier. Well, actually, last year, and he said he's never going there again. He says maybe he says he estimated eight out of ten people walking the streets was whacked out on drugs or mentally ill. It's 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 just unbelievable. They destroyed two really nice cities, Portland and San Francisco. Oakland was never nice, but now I guess it's unlivable. All right, we're standing by for the latest federal indictment against former President Trump coming from the Justice Department dealing with the 2020 election. Uh, if we get that, we'll run it. If not, we'll also be talking about today is the day where L.A. renters are supposed to pay most of their back rent. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark is live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.